Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first, and their covered wagons, they find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Juliette Lamar, and we have with us today... Brad Burbam. He is the CEO and founder at Customer, which is Customer with a K. Welcome, Brad. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm great. And uh, thanks for having me on, on this podcast, Juliet. Looking, I've been looking forward to, to speaking. Wonderful. Yes, I know our listeners are looking forward to, to hearing more about Customer. So why don't you go ahead and get us a little overview about, about what you guys are into? Sure. So Customer is a, is a platform built to know everything about your customers, hence, hence the name. So we've uh, we built a, a modern-day customer-centric platform that has everything from objects to conversations to events to business process automations. And then on top of that, we've launched our initial go-to-market app, which is all about support. So uh, if you're a company that, uh, whether you're a, um, a retailer, a B2B company, D2C, B2C, et cetera, and you want to support your customers, our platform is a, is a perfect tool for that. You're able to um, you're able to send in all of your all of your respective data about your about your customers. Um, could be if you're an retailer, could be orders and shipment data, and then we're able to uh, enable support on top of that, right? So we we have we have amazing omni-channel capabilities. We support about uh, eight different channels. Um, you know anything from email to SMS to Facebook Messenger, chat, telephony, etc. And you do it in a in a very fluid omni-channel discussion where it's a single-threaded conversation that spans all the different channels we support, and that's 
actually one of our unique propositions is we do omnichannel very well. And then it gets threaded together um, through business process automations that can then talk to all your back office systems, all your back end systems, and help you uh, help you really know and, and, and know any, everything about your customers and, and process anything about them, right? So as an example, if a customer uh, had a, uh, purchased a, a, an article of clothing from you, let's say you were, you were a, a retailer, um, let's say that clothing was the wrong size. Um, we could tie that right into your e-commerce platform. Let's, let's say Shopify, Magento, Spree, Wufoo, et cetera, and automatically process the exchange and the return by pushing one button. And that would actually then, then tie in all of our, through our business process automations, talking to all the different backend systems, process a return, process a reorder, et cetera, et cetera, and, and take care of all that. So we're starting to see a lot of great traction with our product. We're seeing um, on average when customers are, are switching or companies are switching onto our, our platform from the traditional systems out there, we're seeing anywhere from a, 10 to sometimes as often as a 20% improvement in agent productivity, which also translates into uh, higher levels of, of customer satisfaction. Oh, yeah. And it, it really would feel like it's a customized service to the customer. So it would have a higher customer engagement and possibly cut down on the workload of the employees of the company. Correct. Yeah. It's, it's all about knowing more about the customer and being able to service them in a, in a, in a very simple fashion. And, and, take care of all the heavy lifting under the covers behind the scenes. Our platform will do all the heavy lifting for you. Wonderful. I could see how, how companies would really want that. Um, what sort of data are you collecting exactly? Because I know people get creeped out and worried <laughs> when you say, you know, oh, we've got all your information. Uh, you know, can you speak to that a little bit and maybe the security that you have in place to protect that information? Sure. Um, yeah, I, I would say we, first off, we, we, the data that we get is provided to us from the company themselves. So if it's, if they connect us up to, uh, we'll talk about an e-commerce platform, they connect us up to, let's say, Shopify or Magento, we would get things like orders and delivery information, return information, stuff like that, right? Um, and it's, we, we, we have a lot of different levels of security um, that, we, that we apply, right? We apply all the standard best practices. We keep data encrypted. Um, we do everything from, you know, penetration testing against our systems, social engineering of our own employees to see, you know, a lot of different things that are done. We don't share all of our secrets, but, you know, we take security very seriously around here and, and how, we, uh, how we think about our customers' data. Um, but I don't think customers should be concerned. It's the data that a company has about you already, right? And it usually is relevant to mm -hmm. how they can support you. So it could be a product you own, information about that product. If it's an Internet of Things company, you know, whether that device is online or offline at the moment so that when, when, you, when you contact that company as, a, as an end customer and say, hey, I'm having a problem with my device, they already know, oh, Brad has two instances of that particular device and instance one is working and instance two is not working, right? Wouldn't that be a much better experience for that end customer as opposed to when you call, you say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm customer Brad and my device isn't working and they know nothing about you. They don't know that I have two and they don't know one's working, one's not working, et cetera. So it's a better experience all around um, for both the agents and the customers. And then more likely than not, they're able to get to a resolution much, much faster. Oh, absolutely. And I know when I call in with any issues with, with you know, anything, you know, say it's a return or it's a, it's a technical issue with something, you know, I always have a big sigh because they get on the phone and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to repeat all this information. If you get kids connected, they have to talk to someone else. And it's just such a laborious process of going through all the details and all the account information each time you have an issue. So this just sounds like a service that I would really enjoy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, we, we're getting we're getting amazing feedback um, to, to your point. You know, typically companies will have a, a point solution, right, for ticketing. So they don't know anything about you, right? So they'll 
mm-hmm. immediately, you know, you'll email in about a problem. Hey, the last pair of pants I ordered don't fit. Because that's typically what a customer would say, right? They're not really going to give you the order number and the SKU number and those types of things. Um, so if you didn't have a system like, like customer, what you would bump into is a customer would email in and say, hey, I have this particular problem with those pair of, this pair of pants, with the pair of pants I just ordered. And then the agent would immediately have to try and figure all this out, right? And, and often it's done through an asynchronous channel like email or, or, or texting. You know, it's not real time, so it takes a long time to get a, to get a solution because you have to start to ask a lot of questions. Um, they would then have to go to different systems and say, oh, well, we think that, you know, you ordered this pair of pants a week ago and it's these blue ones that are in size X that you're, that you're referring to and, and then they can help you. But in our, in our world, we already have that data right there. It's in what we call the customer timeline. So the customer timeline is a chronological view of, of all relevant uh, data and interactions that a, that a customer has had with a company. So no different than a social media timeline. This is a, this is a call it a support timeline, if you will. And it would have, you would see the orders in, in, in line right, right, uh, right above the email that came in that said, I'm having, you know, these, I'm having a problem with this pair of pants. It doesn't fit. And you would see it right below, right above, and you'd be like, "Wow, that's that's exactly what the problem is." I see it. I get a pair of pants. You could push a button right on the pair of pants. Say, "Order larger size, order, order smaller size, etc." Take care of it all in, in just one click. Um, so yeah, people people love that they don't have to give the same information over and over and over again, which is pretty standard when you when you do a standard um, support call or standard email to a lot of companies, right? You're often giving tons of information, or very often when you call a company. You give them a whole bunch of information and they transfer you to somebody and you have to give that same information again, right? That's, these are some of the things that we're trying to avoid. I'll even ask that a lot of times. You know, I'll say, can you please tell the person I'm going to talk with all the information I just gave you? And they, and a lot of times they have to say, uh, I'm sorry, you know, we, we're not set up for that. And I'm just sitting there on the phone like, why not? <laughs> like, why, why yep. did you take it in the first place if you're just going to, if I'm just going to do it again? It's just, it's so exhausting. Um Besides the customer timeline, what other cool features does your product offer? Um, well, everything is, is, is configurable and, and flexible within the timeline. So we have what we call K-views or, or relationships of the data of the object and, and the, actionable, the actionability around it. So, um, you know, if you're a support agent, you could see this, the, the true life cycle of a, of a customer, right? You may see that they, the first touch point that a company ever had with, it, with, it, with an end customer was they clicked on a la- an ad from a uh, an ad on Facebook, right? And then that would be an event, and and you could see they did that. Maybe they then then they went to your website and browsed around a few pages, did a couple things, added some stuff to a shopping cart, ended up signing up. Like you would actually see those events too. Then you might see um, they ordered they ordered a product. You would see that order. You would actually see the sh- the, the delivery shipment happen, right? And let's say it went out through UPS or FedEx. You would see that. You would actually see when it got delivered. And then you actually might see uh, an inbound inquiry, right? An email, a text, a, a chat, et cetera, because now they've received this, this, this product and I have a question about it. And then you would actually see, um, let's say you processed a, an exchange of a different size. It was an article of clothing. You would actually see the new shipment go out and the new shipment get delivered, et cetera, et cetera, right? So it's a really amazing um, view of the information that's necessary to properly service a customer. Um, as opposed to traditional systems, all they would have in them is an email that says, hey, I, I just ordered some pants and they didn't fit me. Can you please help me out? Right. So, you know, you're, you're able to you're able to provide a higher level of service um, and that makes for higher levels of productivity, higher levels of customer satisfaction um, and uh, enabling a lot of automation behind it, which reduces uh, opportunities for making mistakes. Absolutely. Which is uh, just a time waster in general, make, making mistakes. So cutting that out would be a huge, a huge way to cut to cut time. 
and you are already implemented to a lot of brands that we use, um, like Glossier, Smug Mug, Sticker Mule. I'm seeing all these on your website. So you have a, a great deal of experience already with some pretty large, large brands. Absolutely. Yeah, we've we've got we've got a, a great a great collection of customers, and we've watched some of them grow up alongside of us, um, and watch them grow in a really you know amazing amazing way, and seeing how they're really taking advantage of the platform and 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 doing much more than just basic support, but but trying to take advantage of all those different things I mentioned of of objects and of, of business process automations and events and K-views and, and relationships of data. And, and, and um, yeah, so we've, we've seen all these customers grow with us. And, um, you know, we've seen some amazing, you know, larger customers come in and, and you know, replace, um, you know, systems that have been around for 10 plus years um, to, you know, switch to a much more modern solution out there, right? One that is enabling them to support their customers better and understand their customers better. When a company comes to you and they want to implement uh, your product into their, their customer service, you have different packages they can purchase, and what kind of, I guess, customer relationship do you have with with your with your companies? Um, is it a lot of hand holding? Is it kind of you give them the the product and they they read through it and do it themselves? How what is your approach in in that way? Mm, great question. So um, the way we price it is we have a, a couple of different tiers. Um, we have three tiers going all the way up to our ultimate tier um, with different price points. Different different features exist uh, depending on on what you might need, um, the size of your company, the way you run your contact center, et cetera. And people make different decisions, but for the most part, the majority of our customers tend to go with our middle tier, which is our, our enterprise platform, our enterprise uh, tiering. Excuse me. Um, as for how it gets deployed, we have a great CX and implement, implementation here a team at customer, and uh, typically we will we will assist you with that. It doesn't take very long. It's anywhere from a few days to a couple of weeks, depending on the complexity of what you want to do and how many systems you may want to integrate with. Um, if you've if you've got a back-end ticketing system already, we've gotten really good at at uh, importing data from those systems and making that really seamless because um, we're we're effectively a superset of all those traditional systems. So we can suck in their tickets, we could suck in their their rules, we could suck in their tags and searches and all the things that that you're used to using, they come right into into the customer platform very, very quickly because of our automated tool to do so. So your data has moved right away, your support data has moved right away, and then you start augmenting it with some great integrations to to your other systems that happen. And as I said, it's anywhere from from a couple days to could be a couple weeks, depending on on your level of complexity of what you want to do. Absolutely. And so working in this space, you know, you're working with customer satisfaction, you're working with company satisfaction and, and at the base root of it, you're still working with people and their needs and wants. And a lot of times in situations where they are maybe unhappy with the outcome of something, you know, what are some of the biggest things that you've learned about working in this space? Well, um, I've been working in the customer service space for the last 20 years or so um, since I created my first company. Um, and what I could tell you, you know, we, I've seen technologies changed. I've seen the world go from on-prem to cloud to, you know, to take advantage of SaaS. Um, but the one thing that really hasn't changed is the the better job you do in supporting your customers, the the, the happier they are, the more likely they are to continue to do business with you and, and hopefully purchase more product from you. So I think that there's still so much opportunity out there for improvement. Um, I think, you know, the world is changing from it used to be how do I how do I reduce two more seconds off of my average phone call so I can you know multiply those two seconds times the number of calls per day times the number of agents I have. That's the traditional way and the older way, older school way of thinking. But but people are really transforming into not measuring their agents and, and their effectiveness by that anymore, and they're really measuring their effectiveness on on CSAT and NPS scores and and 
and those types of metrics. And, um, you know, almost the Zappos model, if you will, right, where you can never spend enough time with your customers, where you, you want to do anything you can for your customers to make them happy because um, it's worth its weight in gold, right? If you have a happy customer, they'll be a repeat buyer, they'll be an advocate. And, and that's something that uh, I've, I've really enjoyed watching that transformation start to happen. I, it definitely hasn't fully happened, in my opinion, yet. There's still a tremendous amount of companies that, that think a little more traditionally. Um, but more and more companies are starting to switch towards becoming customer-centric, focusing on customer satisfaction, and doing whatever it takes to keep the customer happy. Absolutely. I like to hear that as a customer. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> um, so customers really have a, has a clear and simple you know, processing um what you guys are showing us here is very clear and simple. What is on the horizon for you guys in, say, the next three years? Where are you hoping to go with this? Uh, great, great question. So as, um, as our product's maturing, we're continuing to service larger and larger customers, and we're going more and more up market to some of the, you know, Fortune 500s and, and, and eventually even to the Fortune 50s of the world. We, we already have some, some customers in, in both of those, um, in, in both of those uh, verticals. Um, so, there's a lot of a lot more enterprise capabilities that we're adding, right? So we're we're going to be rolling out some new capabilities that uh, larger companies would need, whether you're, you know, uh, a 10,000 person contact center, or whether you have deeper back office integrations that are required, or even deeper security requirements. Um, so we're focusing on a lot of those areas, and then longer term, you're also going to see us go from more than just a support tool, but but broader than that. The, the platform we built under the covers. Um, it's all about knowing everything about the customer. It's all about, it's a CRM system. So we initially started with support, but you will see us doing other things, marketing, engagement, maybe even sales, because um, the platform was built and designed to do that. So right now we want to really focus heavily on the support side of the, of the house. But, you know, in, in the future, you'll, you will see us doing some other things. We're definitely getting a little bit closer on the engagement side. And, and uh, in the future, you'll, you'll see us broadening our horizons even further. Wonderful. So if you're a company that wants to get a small taste of what you guys do, um, is there like a demo version people can can access? Um, so we would prefer to uh, to assist you with that. So I would say, you know, reach out to us, go to our website and request a demo. We will be happy to set you up. We'll be happy to, to demonstrate the product to you and, and give you a sample org, what we call an org, a, a demonstration org that you could play with and, and get connected and, and show, it with, show it to you with populated data. Um, we could even import, uh, you know, a super small uh, segment of your of your current data to show you what it would look like, right? I call it staging the house. So, you know, if you've ever tried to sell an empty house with, you know, that nobody lives in, it's much harder. So people will stage the house. They'll put in they'll put in furniture so people can visualize what the house would look like when somebody lives in it. Well, we like to do the same thing. So we actually would say, um, you know, we'll we'll import the last hundred cases from your current system today. So you'll actually see what your data looks like in our world and see how it looks better. It's easier to understand, navigate, how omnichannel would work, um, how we could put business process automations around it, et cetera. And, and people really enjoy that. So our approach would rather be to, to, to help you understand the, the best ways you could use our product, including even getting a little bit of your data in. Um, and we're happy to do that. So I would say, please, please reach out to our sales team. You can do it through our website at uh, www.customer.com with a K. Um, or you can even call our call our, our, our 800 number off of that, and we're, we're happy to help you either way. Fantastic. And, um, you know, you've been in this space for a while, not just with customer, but, you know, you started your own company a long time ago. What keeps you motivated each day? So I'm a, I'm a technologist at heart, and I love finding ways that we could apply um, 
newer technologies to improving the customer service space. I've um, I've had a bunch of companies in, in the space. Uh, most recently, I, I co-founded Assistly, which uh, we sold to Salesforce in 2011, and that's now their desk.com product. So, uh, you know, I, I've seen I've seen how different companies, from small all the way up to Salesforce, you know, think about customer service. And as I'm seeing, you know, technology is giving us ways to reinvent how we can how we can approach customer service. Right? There's many tools available to us, whether it be taking advantage of some things that are um, at, uh, you know, inside of AWS in the cloud, um, some services that will help us with machine learning or artificial intelligence, um, all the way to, you know, doing some, some amazing things with things like texting or voice that are much easier to do based on cloud-based solutions that didn't exist, you know, a couple of years ago. You know, one of the things I always like to do when I talk to people is, is I, I hold up my iPhone and I say, this didn't exist 10 years ago. Like, just think about how the world has changed in the last 10 years. And then try and say, well, wow, I wonder what software built 20, 25 years ago, you know, what they were thinking when they, when they designed it, right? They had no notion of texting or, 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 or chatting or Facebook messenger, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So I think seeing how the world has, has morphed everything from social to the, to the underlying technologies that we could leverage, uh, enable uh, a better support experience, a better customer experience. And that, that's, that's what, that's what keeps me motivated and excited. That's wonderful. Well, Brad, Thank you so much for joining us here today on Future Tech Podcast, and and I I hope that everyone has taken note of uh, kustomer dot com to go check out your product. But this is this is something that's really needed. So thank you for uh, kind of coming up with the idea and creating it into reality. Well, thank you for having me on your program. It was a lot of fun. That was Brad Birnbaum. He is the CEO and founder at Customer. This has been Juliet Lamar with Future Tech Podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse. 
such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.